Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast, coming up. You know, when something is just finished and inside there's no light left, I just thought, no, no, this was supposed to be my path. Why am I feeling this way? And I thought I could keep going and work harder and do more and then just, you know, keep running and not feel that feeling. But the lost and, this, and that kind of just empty, empty, empty inside just would not go away. And it was because it was my intuition making me wake up to Camilla you're done here there's something else for you and in the end I had to surrender to it and meditation helped me with that. I'm your host Danielle Collins and I'm the world leading face yoga expert best-selling author of the book Danielle Collins face yoga and creator of the international teacher training program the Danielle Collins face yoga method. 17 years ago I healed myself from chronic illness and I've spent the last 15 years teaching sharing and serving millions of people in person on tv and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. So on this week's podcast, I have such a lovely lady. I have Camilla Sacradellarup, who many of you may already be aware of and be a fan of, particularly if you're into Strictly Come Dancing, or maybe you're someone that loves meditation and loves self-care and has used one of her books. Camilla is an NLP master practitioner coach. She's a certified hypnotherapist. She's a mindfulness-based stress reduction instructor and a meditation teacher. And prior to beginning her life coaching and motivational speaking journey, Camilla was part of the inaugural stellar cast of the Strictly Come Dancing, which is the UK's version of Dancing with the Stars. She actually graced the dance floor for six years and won the Mirrorball Trophy in 2008. For the past two years, she's also delighted New Zealand audiences as the head judge of Dancing with the Stars in New Zealand. Camilla's actually a popular and in-demand motivational speaker and she actually works all over the globe. She published her first international bestseller, Strictly Inspirational, in 2015, which is a fab book. And then she followed up with another top-selling title, which was called Reinvent Me in 2017. And just a few weeks ago, she launched her third book, It's Not You, It's Me, which I actually have sat in front of me at the moment. And this has had so many rave reviews, and it's a really great book. Now, Camilla is full of inspiration advice. She talks about how her journey started from being a professional dancer. She started dancing when she was two and a half years old and how then she had this huge feeling of intuition that she needs to walk away from that world, from that world of being a professional dancer and in many ways a celebrity and then move into this world of wellness, of life coaching and of helping people with self-care. And she's very, very renowned and obviously is still a celebrity, but she's sharing her passion in a very different way now. So you're going to absolutely love this podcast. There's so much helpful tips and advice in there. So let's get straight into it. 
Hi, Camilla. Thank you so much for being on the Face Yoga Expert podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm so excited to have you here. And I want to just dive straight in, actually talking about one of my favourite quotes from your new book, It's Not You, It's Me, which is, to truly know your own worth, you have to be willing to start celebrating yourself, stop putting yourself down and stop comparing yourself with others. Now, that really resonated with me. And I reckon that resonates with a lot of people reading your book. Can you talk us through that a little bit more? Well, why is it so hard? Those are such simple words as you say them like that, right? And yet we all know that we catch ourselves in moments comparing our own journey to other people's journeys going, oh, why am I not doing that? I should be doing, should, 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 you know, and 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 then we end up feeling sort of depleted and then we end up not doing any of it, you know, where if we just thought, what what is what am I feeling inside? What is it that is really sort of, giving me that excitement in my belly. What is it I should be doing, should or want to be doing? You know, and then it's a whole different journey. But I think like social media, you know, sometimes gets in our way with this whole comparison thing. And and it's just really important to come back to ourselves. And that's the same with every situation. And knowing our own worth and knowing that we all evolve and change and grow and, and go through challenges at the same time, uh, not at the same time, at different times. And And that everybody has something unique to give to this world. That's that's why we're all here. We're here to teach each other. <laughs> Absolutely. And knowing and starting to give yourself that time to think about what your real gift is, what you want to share with the world. And I did a quote this morning on my Instagram actually about saying how we're all born with intuition. But over time, we tend to either lose it or we tend to dull it down in some way or we tend to not listen to it, but actually it is still there. And and that's such a part of self-worth and, and self-care really as well. Totally. And it's interesting that you mentioned intuition because last night at my, at my book launch in London, I actually said to them, this is something I share a lot in my classes in LA, because people will say to me, Camilla, you know, I think my intuition is broken. Honestly, I don't think it speaks to me. You know, they'll come up with these excuses. And, and I'm like, now, just a minute. I said, do you never like feel anything? Like, or, I, I really don't feel good about going to that. I'd rather stay at home or maybe that job isn't really for me because my passion is this. Yeah, yeah, I feel those things, but they're not really convenient because I'm, you know, I'm earning good money where I am. And I'm like, oh, oh hang on a minute. So you're saying your intuition speaks to you but you don't like what you're hearing <laughs> absolutely and it's scary isn't it it is scary listening to your intuition sometimes it because is. we have so much stuff clouding it and social media is a big part of that you know it, it really is and that that comparing that putting yourself down that's so wrapped up in in the world that we live in i mean social media can be such a positive place as well and it really totally. really yeah, is that's a place how we found each other it's how well, we found each other exactly and I love following yes. you. But oh, and I love just following coming you. back to the intuition, just in case, like you're saying, it is. it can be a really uh, clear message that's not comfortable and, and not really what you think you want. And I remember when I was at the top of my game in my previous uh, career, I was an expert as a professional dancer. And on Strictly Come, I was on Strictly Come Dancing. Life seemingly was just perfect. I finally was where I thought I wanted to be. And you know what? I was absolutely empty inside and I had absolutely no love left for what I was doing. I danced since I was two and a half and I was just, I was, I was done. And I, the intuition kept think, saying to me, Camille, it's time to move on. There's something else that you need to go and explore. And I thought, no, 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 stop it. 
let me just fall back in love with this. And I had that game with my intuition for about three years. I, I literally prayed I would fall back in love with what I knew because it seemed so scary at 35 to have to go and start all over again. Amazing. I mean, and you would never think that after dancing as you did professionally for all those years to then be put on such an amazing national show that suddenly you would actually feel, no, this is the wrong thing for me. <clears throat> so how was that, that, that sort of feeling, actually, I'm here where I thought I wanted to be, but it isn't where my intuition is telling me to be? It was strange because I had on one hand, so much gratitude. Like I just was so thankful for everything I'd experienced. And then on the other hand, I knew that, you know, when something is just finished and inside there's no light left for it. And you just, I just thought, no, no, this was supposed to be my path. Why am I feeling this way? And I thought I could keep going and work harder and do more and then just, you know, keep running and not feel that feeling, but the lost and this, and that kind of just empty, empty, empty inside just would not go away. And it was because it was my intuition making me wake up to, Camilla, you're done here. There's something else for you. And in the end, I had to surrender to it. And meditation helped me with that because the message became clearer. You know, you, this is this time to move on. And it's the best thing I ever done. I ever did. But it was scary. And it was, it was hard to start over, by the way. It was not easy. I tell everybody this. But one thing I knew for sure was that it felt right it's like when you meet that partner and you just think you can't explain it just feels right you meet a friend and you think when i'm with you i just feel like you know easy and home and you know it's that feeling where you just you just know but there was many things i didn't know that i just had to dive in and think this is really scary i'm uncomfortable i'm uh, you know but i had to walk through that uncomfortableness to get through to the other side and 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 find myself i mean through the process i came home to who i truly am Wow. And if there's someone listening to this and thinking there's something in their life at the moment that maybe they want to change or they know they need to take that big leap of faith, how did you take that such huge leap of faith to leave such a, a big platform and such a big show and go into something which has served you so much better? And what advice would you give to one of our listeners that maybe wants to do a similar sort of thing, move away from something that isn't serving them and, and move into what their intuition is telling them to do? I will say that go at your own pace, like anything else in life, because I saw some people literally close down one business and start another and that worked for them and for me that's not how it worked it was a slower it was just a slower way I did make the big decision of walking away and that was my commitment to myself and the universe to say hey I'm going on a different path but I did carry on some of my contracts that I still had in in that dancing corporate business and team building and and so forth and that helped me actually pay for my courses and my training in the new business and slowly slowly what they call it in new york i believe is moonlighting when you're scaling down one career to build up another and that really just worked for me and that's not for everybody but i just want to say if you are scared of taking those steps there are many ways to start building a the second career like if it's from your passion outside of your work you know, there there are courses in the evenings and the weekends, like there are lots of things that you can do. It doesn't have to be like, okay, bye here, hello here. You know, it, that you just feel, you lean into what is it that makes you, what makes you feel good and start doing little things because the little things that we do, those little actions, those courses, those, uh, you know, networking events, those things that we go to and start talking to people around you as well, what it is that you're doing, because sometimes we find that, oh, we don't know how to do it. But then, when you say to a friend, hey, I'm, 
I'm doing something new. I'm, re I'm really into, let's say, jewelry designing or or what, painting or whatever it is. Somebody might say, oh, I've got this course that's amazing. And suddenly you feel like you're supported in your surroundings as well. And just find your own way, you know, go at your own pace. That's great advice because we do often think that if we want to make a change, it's going to be massive and it's got to be overnight and it's got to be really dramatic. But actually that advice of just leaning into something is so, so good. And you're right, when you start talking to people, it's amazing how things align and how things just happen. Um, and you said that meditation was a big part of you making that transition. How did that help you? I was actually somebody that was so busy. I was busy being busy. And I remember when somebody suggested to me that I should sit still for three minutes a day. I, I, I couldn't understand how they, they couldn't see that I was so busy that I possibly did not have three minutes to sit still. But clearly, that's why I needed it. So I, I, I loved this person very much. So I thought, all right, fine, clearly. When I first started meditating many, many years ago with these three minutes, I literally, all I could think about when I started, when I sat there in the beginning was, I'm so bored. I'm so <laughs> bored. Like, is this, is this three, how long does this three minutes feel? Like, it's like, feels like 20. Anyway, so I told the person, I'm really so bored every time I meditate. And, and she said to me, well, just say, just say I'm calm instead. It works much better. I thought, okay, fine. So I sat down, I'm like, I'm calm, I'm calm, I'm calm. And I started feeling better because actually it was like my body was listening. I am actually feeling calmer. So the three minutes became five minutes. The five minutes became seven minutes. And what I found was that certain times during the day where I might react to something or feel like, you know, receiving an email and then immediately firing back an email, I started to sort of just think, oh, let me just think about that. Let me just observe and respond. How, how do I want to, you know, deal with this? I started doing sort of new behaviors and, and I really found, like I said, my intuition became really loud and really clear. And like, I, I felt I could trust it. And like the gut feeling became clear, like what I was excited about and what I really wasn't. There was like heaviness when I wasn't. And so I just little by little realized that my day actually was much better if I did my three to five minutes. And then I thought, wow, what would happen if I one day do 20 minutes? That must be like epic. And I really, I, I say to people, Three to five minutes of just tuning into your breath, right, in, in the morning or in the evening, whenever it is during the day, will probably change your day. Anything more than that could change your life. So I just wanted to take a brief pause in this episode to tell you about one of my favourite skincare products ever. It's called Fusion by Danielle Collins, and it was made for us by an award-winning skincare specialist. Now, I knew for a long time that I wanted a product that worked with face yoga, that wasn't oily, that wasn't greasy, but glided beautifully over the skin. So let me tell you a little bit more about this product. It's actually a four in one product. So there's no need for serum cream, eye cream, neck cream. This is an all in one moisturizing serum. It actually contains many high-performing botanical oils and one of those oils is rosehip oil and this is clinically proven to reduce and eliminate age spots and to reduce lines in the skin. It also can reduce and eliminate scars and blemishes on the skin. So this is all being clinically proven. 
It contains high levels of vitamin A, which is a natural form of retinol. Now, you may have heard of retinoids before. So these are an artificial anti-aging product that you can get over the counter or you can get prescribed. And this can often be very harsh on the skin. The skin can react to it, can flake, but you can actually get in this product a natural form of retinoids, which is called retinoil. So it has an amazing effect in terms of anti-aging. And every ingredient in this product is from nature. It's fully accredited and certified by the Soil Association as organic. Now, this is a big deal when it comes to skincare, and you won't find many products out there that have this accreditation by the Soil Association. Now, the Soil Association will check every single ingredient in the product. They'll trace it back to source and they'll even check things like where the green tea has been produced. And they'll actually check all of the growing and production of these. Now, this product is packed full of antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids and plant retinols as well. So some of the benefits of using Fusion by Danielle Collins is the hydration. It's very good for smoothing the skin. It helps to even out an uneven skin tone. It's very good for reducing redness and blemishes. It locks in moisture. It plumps and strengthens. And it just overall improves the appearances of ageing skin. It works beautifully with the skin and not against it. And all of these high-performing, proactive botanical seed oils are in there for a reason. Now, it actually has molecules which are small enough to penetrate deep into the skin. Now, most creams out there on the market just sit on the top layer of skin, so on the epidermis, whereas this product has got molecules small enough to get into that middle layer of skin, into the dermis, where the collagen is, where the elastin is and where it needs to be. It's particularly good if you have sensitive skin, dry skin. It's very good if your face is prone to lines, acne, rosacea. But please do check with a doctor or a skin specialist if you do have any skin problems before you start using this product. So if you're using it with face yoga, I recommend just using a clean hands, clean face, applying a few drops to the skin, doing the exercise part of your face yoga. Then before you do your massage and your acupressure, apply a little bit more of the product so your fingers glide really well. So if you'd like to try this product, you can just go to faceyogaexpert.com slash shop and you'll see the link for this in the show notes and all the information is there about how this product is produced, about the Soil Association accreditation and about all the benefits of this for your skin. So let's get back to today's episode. There's a seven-day self-care plan in the book where I literally have given people like how to do it for seven days, different exercises that can help them just to get them started. But if I can just share one that literally takes 10 seconds that I do every morning is you just wake up and, you know, all day long we ask people, oh, hi, how are you? How are you? How are you? People forget to ask themselves, how am I? So in the morning when I wake up, I'm not allowed to reach for the phone or do anything else. I, you know, it's my little commitment to myself. Put my hand on my heart and I ask myself, and anybody listening can do this, how am I today? How am I feeling today? And then I just listen. And, you know, some days it's like, I feel great. 
this morning I felt a little tired because it was a big day yesterday. So I was like, wow, okay, I'm a little tired today. So if I feel like any words like overwhelmed or tired or sad or what it is, I go, second question, what do I need to do for me today? Any small thing that I can do for myself today that will make me feel a little bit better. There's an act of self-care and self-love. Okay, what is it? For me, it was like, take, you know, you got to go a little slower today. You might have to, you know, cancel any kind of engagement that you can that's like social or phone call, something that's just, just take a little bit of time for yourself today. Okay, got it. That's my message for the day for me. And that I now listen to that. And I know that when people are busy and they have children and, and families, they can't always do that. But you know what? It can be as simple as I need 20 minutes for myself in the bath or I need 10 minutes to just say, can you take the kids for, for 10 minutes? I got just going to walk around the block, you know, just clear, clear my thoughts, have this moment with myself. It doesn't have to be massive, you know, as booking in for a massage or anything like that. But just list, tune into yourself. Absolutely. And self-care isn't selfish. You know, this is something I say to clients all the time that actually, even if you have got a family, you know, you are a mother, uh, maybe you've got a very busy job or you run a busy business. It isn't selfish to take that time to do those two minutes of meditation or maybe that one hour yoga class or go and have that bubble bath. In fact, it's essential and it's essential for you being able to give to other people. And from my own personal experience, experience. I know it makes me a better mother, friend, daughter, sister, business person when I've gone and done those things. You know, my husband actively encourages me to say, well, why don't you go to that yoga class this evening? Mine too. Because, yeah, because yeah, they go, know we're going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And are you, are you a naturally very relaxed person or are you more like me mm. that by nature, <laughs> yeah, so same as me. I mean, by nature, I would say I'm quite fast paced. I definitely, before I got into the whole wellness world and went through a quite severe illness that actually made me sort of get into this world in, in many ways. I definitely was someone who my natural sort of default was to be quite stressed. So this is why tools, self-care tools that I use throughout my day every day are what mean that I'm now generally a very sort of calm person, but I'm not necessarily like that as nature. And are you, are you sort of saying that, that you're the same? It's these tools that keep you calm. And yeah. that's, that's exactly why I like sharing the tools. And probably you probably feel the same because I know that I desperately need them. Like I am a nicer person. I actually like and love who I am when I meditate. I'm yes. going to be honest, when I don't meditate, I don't like myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> same. I, it's yeah. not good. Yeah. Um, because my default and probably because I, I spend my whole life as an athlete is, is, is athlete. And that means athlete mode, I always say, is the one that keeps going. But I know that that is not good for me because I, I'm not my, my mental health is not looked after when I do that. And I'm not happy. So, and by the way, many people out in the world today, we're all athletes because what's expected of us and in work from everybody, it's, it's a completely, you know, ridiculous level. You know, we're plugged in all the time. So the difference, though, I knew I was an athlete, so I could schedule in tools and, and self-care. But if you're just running as an athlete and you're not aware that you need to look after yourself, then we have an issue. And that's why we have so much stress in the world as well. Right. Because like you said, how can it not how is it not OK to say, hey, I'm, I can't look after you because I'm just looking after myself today? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, exactly. How can I look after you if I haven't looked after myself? And it's so interesting that you say that we all sort of 
almost in this day and age, we all have to be athletes. But yeah, and I completely agree with that. But something interesting that we don't do and something which I, I learned last week, I interviewed gold medalist Amy Williams, who won the gold medal in, in Vancouver for Skeleton for Great Britain. And she was actually talking about the importance of sleep as well as obviously mm. eating very well and rest and training. But interestingly, we sort of expect our body to do as much or as more as an athlete, as, as, as a day-to-day person. But we don't prioritize, prioritize like an athlete does that rest, that sleep, that fuel for our body. Um, it's almost like those parts are missing, but we expect ourselves yeah. to do the training part of it totally. as in just work super hard all the time. Totally. Without that, you have to be in bed by nine o'clock and you have to have three hours per day resting and you have to eat these certain foods that sort of yeah. fuel your body. So but that's how I yeah. run my life though. I mean, yeah, that, that's, exactly. you've just, that, that's it. And, and, I, and I say this all the time too, and I feel the revolution is definitely happening in the UK too. And we need to keep keep this conversation about mental health and looking after ourselves going. Because in LA, you see, it is. I feel that it's totally okay everywhere I go to say, hey, I'm having an off day today. Just FYI, I'm going to meditate twice today. And my friends or colleagues over here would be like, oh, totally got you. I meditated three times yesterday because I was just having one of those days. Like, it's totally okay to talk about the mind in that way. You know how we can say to each other, oh, I had junk food last night and it makes me feel really tired today. Like, that's okay. But if we sometimes talk about the mind in that way, it's like, why is she talking about that? But it's the same, you know, whatever we feed ourselves, whether that's thoughts or or stillness or it's the same as the food. It, It goes hand in hand. We can't do one without the other. Absolutely. I completely agree. And something else which I found really interesting, actually, looking through your Instagram, I had a bit of a day yesterday where I became a so-called <laughs> Camilla expert. I was looking through your Instagram, reading your book, doing lots of sort of research, which I love because I was able to just really dive in, particularly into your website, which I found really interesting. And one of the things which really stood out for me was letting go of the perfectionism and to do lists. Now, that was so interesting. My wellness journey started when I was 21, when I got very, very ill with ME. I was bedridden and housebound for about 18 months. And prior to that, I was very much someone who would live by my to-do list and perfectionism in every area of my life was just ruling me. And they were two big things that I really had to let go of in order to completely heal from that illness. Can you talk to us a little bit more about how we can start to let go of perfectionism and why to-do lists just aren't that helpful for us? I I do still like it. I don't know if I call it a to-do list, but I call it lots of different things. I make up different names for it, but I do have remember things. But when it comes to the perfectionism, I, I obviously was an athlete and in the sport of dance, everything was based on being perfect. And I was tired. I was tired of being perfect. And I thought when I ventured out and reinvented my life, you know, in my mid thirties, I was like, I don't have time. If I'm going to look after myself and be okay in me. And I, I actually hit it straight for a burnout at 35. So that's where, you know, how you said you had, you, you got ill. Well, I hit a straight for a burnout and I just had a an off year where I was just, you know, yeah, went through all of that. So that was how I realized that this strategy of perfectionism is not working for me anymore. And trust me, if I was going to be carry on that level of perfectionism, I would have never done three books because it was just, I couldn't. But you know what I realized was that 
when I and I talked about ego in my in my second book, Reinvent Me, when when I really kind of tuned into this ego that I had, I said had because, it, you know, they, the ego comes up once in a while for it, all of us. But it's something that I really wrestled with. And I, I realized that if I put the ego aside and I just start doing the things that I'm really believing in and passionate about, not from an ego place, but from a place of this feels like something I should share. There was a different kind of journey behind it. And and I felt okay to that I could make mistakes. And if I made mistakes, that was okay. And either I would forgive myself or people would forgive myself, uh, forgive me. You know what I mean? If, if it was something I needed to do better next time, I'll do it better next time. But I just let go of it having to be so like perfect. But I still work to a high level. Let's not get that confused. Like I still like to, to give quality. But it's like perfectionism is something that never finishes, I think. It's like this constant pressure we put on ourselves. That's how I measure that in a way where sometimes you yeah you just got to go you know what this is the best I can do I validate myself I know I'm enough and whether this lands with someone or not that's that's you know that's the journey that will go on but I have done my best and that's gonna have to be enough here sometimes we just got to do that Absolutely. And we really do. And perfectionism can be exhausting, like you say, but it is a never ending thing. Whereas if we do exactly what you're saying, you know, put our best into something, but then just go, okay, it's done. And I've got this thing now that I always say done is better than perfect. And it doesn't mean that I'm putting things out there or, you know, I wrote my book in a sloppy way or I anything like that. You know, I still do things well, but perfectionism is almost like, can I do it a little bit better again? Can I tweak it even more? Whereas now I'm just like, done is better than perfect. And that is such a weight. Yeah, such a weight just lifts off you, which is amazing. Now, something which obviously I talk about a lot being the face yoga expert is the skin. And one of the real roots of face yoga is feeling good on the inside. So I always say to people, you know, it's great if you can massage your skin. It's wonderful if you can exercise the muscles in the face. But actually, none of that is going to make as much of an impact as you'd want it to unless you're looking after yourself on the inside. And the mind is a huge, huge part of that. So throughout my book, I've got affirmations, which I encourage you to say, breathing techniques, visualizations, because if we're not looking in the mirror and saying, I am enough, I am worthy, and even moving towards saying, I love what I see, I'm healthy, I'm happy, I'm glowing, I'm beautiful. If we're not using this sort of language, then everything else we do is a bit of a waste. You can have the best skincare products in the world and it's 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 about the mind. So you look glowing all the time. Um, just oh, You look that. amazing. You've got great skin. Now, do you feel that a lot of the mindfulness you do and a lot of the work you do on the inside really helps you look good on the outside? Yes, for sure. I feel like meditation has been huge. Actually, I feel like I have never had a better immune system and the immune system kind of supports us, you know, in, in many things because it means that we have lower inflammation in the body and meditation really changed, I believe, that boosted my immune system and it does every day because I used to have quite a weak immune system. Um, but I But then I say I'm happier now. So I, I reckon, of course, all of that works, you know, when you think good thoughts, because I talk about this in the book, exactly like you're saying about affirmations, but I talk about how actually when we think, you know, or say negative things about ourselves, 
that releases cortisol in the body. And that is like the stress factor number one, um, which if you research on it, it causes a lot of diseases. And so all of that really, really matters. So when we think about what we feed ourselves in terms of food, it's so obvious to us, but because we can't see a sentence like I hate myself, a word like hate, that has a vibration. And I talk about that in the book. And because we can't see that, if we could see the damage that that one word would do to our body, we probably would never say that word. Wow, that's so true. It would be amazing if we could actually measure that. Well, they, they sort of tried. I don't know if oh, you really? They, yeah, they they. Well, they've done a few different exercises around the world and research on, and I mentioned some of them in the book, but there was one where they took two healthy plants and this was in a school in um, Saudi Arabia. They put these recorders in and then the kids have to go, they had to go every day and say positive words to one plant and negative words to the other plant. And within the certain amount of time that this research ran for, by the time they got to the end, the one they'd been negative to and said all the hate and nasty and fearful words to was dying. And and the other one was just blossoming and beautiful. <gasps> Isn't that amazing? So there is a vibration to words. And that's why it feels so good when somebody says, you know, I just love you. You know, you're a wonderful human. You just, you're like, oh, thank you. And when somebody uses like, you know, the hate and the and the nasty word, it doesn't feel good. And and I always say, you wouldn't say the things you say to yourself sometimes, you know, the negative stuff to your best friend. You just wouldn't. You'd be the biggest cheerleader. Like, You've got this. You're amazing. I believe in you. You're such a strong woman, you know. And then yet we'll be like, oh, I don't think I can do this. I just don't think I've got what it takes. I'm, I'm terrible at these things. I can't, I, you know, we're being, and then we're like, why? But why? Because I don't, you know, you can be that cheerleader for yourself. And that's kind of what I really wanted to encourage in the book is to say, you can do it. You can be your own cheerleader. And it's almost like we're programmed to think that there's something bad about saying to ourselves, you're amazing at what you do, you're beautiful, you're worthy. It almost, it's like there's a part of us which says, but, and then there's something else, or or we feel like it's self-indulgent or even sort of shameful in some way. And that's something I've really realised over the years, you know, I, some as we all do, you know, you look up and look in the mirror in the morning, you go, oh no, you know, my skin looks like this, or I look tired. And then I say to myself, okay, Tanya, do your affirmations. So I do my <laughs> affirmations. And then, even though I've been doing this for 17 years now, you know, I teach it to people every single day, I still notice subconsciously that something is saying to me, mm, should you really be saying that about yourself? Should you really be saying, I love myself? You know, is there something wrong about that? Isn't it crazy that we've been conditioned in some way? Totally. To, I mean, I talk yeah. about that we have a negativity bias in the brain and that means that our brain wants to go to the negative five times, apparently, I believe, over the positive. But it definitely, the negativity bias wants to go to the negative. And that's why we really have to train the mind to keep going. No, no, even like you say, after 17 years, we still got to go, oh, no, no, no. I know you're going that way, but hang on, come back. No, no. I like myself. I love myself. I'm a good human being. We can do this. Yeah. It's an ongoing practice. And I say this all of the time. You know, I always laugh with my students who are meditating in LA because I, you know, somebody said, oh, we, um, I try and meditate. And I go, we all just trying, you know, we're doing it. That's what we're doing every day. We meditate, but it's not like we become these, you know, enlightened beings and not, they don't have to do it. We, we still have to do it. Like, like we have to walk and like we have to eat. We have to keep doing the practice. 
because we're not meditating to become meditating champions. We're meditating to become good at life. Absolutely. And every day will be different with meditation as well. You know, some days you can sit, you can watch your breath or you can do your affirmations. And other times you're going through a list of what you have to buy at the sh uh, when you go shopping or totally. what, thinking about something that happened yesterday. And that's so normal. And actually, with meditation, it isn't about switching the mind off. It's just about being aware of what's going on. I know. Where does that come from? People say that. And I'm like, no, that's not what it is. We don't. It's not always relaxing. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like you're going through, gosh, I can't, you know, stand this person. They're irritating me. Why are they irritating me? What are they bringing up in me? What is this feeling? I feel like sorry, you have this massive discussion with yourself. The thoughts that we have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. They're going to come and go even when we close our eyes and meditate. And that's okay. Exactly. People say it all the time. I can't meditate. I just can't switch my mind off. And I always say, well, none of us can. No, you know, exactly. it's almost impossible. Even when we're asleep, our mind doesn't switch off. So, so if you were to give people just, let's say, three simple self-care tips that they could just do day to day, whether they're someone that's already quite into wellness and self-care or maybe someone who wants to get into it, what would you say sort of simple starting points would be or, or points that people can continue with if they're already into that already? So tune in with yourself in the morning. Um, I talk about having a morning ritual. I really, truly believe it sets you up for the day. Do not allow other people's energy, i.e. phone calls, emails, or even the people around you to kind of disturb your energy until you, you are so open in the morning, until you have tuned into yourself, set your intention for the day, or just listen in, how am I feeling today? Or how would I like today to go? When you're in the shower, I love to just do my affirmations. Like you said, you do them in the mirror or in the shower and just literally just go through. I'm, you know, I'm energized. I'm confident. Even if you don't believe the words, just keep saying them every morning because with time they seep into your subconscious mind and they will support you. And in the end, you'll just feel that way. And it just, but it's ongoing practice every day. Tell your subconscious mind, I am happy. I am excited. I'm confident. And just um, keep doing that. And then really, thirdly, just be kind to yourself. And I really mean that, like give, cut yourself some slack. You know, we, we, we tell each, ourselves off all the time for we haven't done this, we haven't done, well, just, just say it's okay. There's somebody taught me a sentence, which I think is important. When you do something and you notice that you have said something not so nice about yourself, repeat straight after that in your mind, and I love myself anyway. So if you tell yourself off for being bad at that or late for this, just say, and I love myself anyway, because it kind of neutralizes it and it brings you back on the path of being kind to yourself. Oh, I love that. They're such amazing tips. And what I'd like to do, Camilla, just before we finish is just do something I like to do at the end of podcasts, which is a bit of fun, which is some quick yeah. fire questions. So I'm going to go through the quick fire questions. First thing that comes into your mind, you say the answer. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Bath or shower? Bath. Juice or smoothie? Juice. Hair or makeup? Oh, hair, <laughs> hair. I know it's a hard one. I never yeah. know the answer to that one. <laughs> Handshake or hug? Oh, hug. Nights yeah. out or nights in? Nights in. <laughs> Countryside or seaside? Mm, mm, seaside. 
Me too. Mm. Visualizations or affirmations? Both. I know. I knew you'd say that. (laughs) (laughs) Drive or be driven? Drive. Okay. Pen and paper or laptop? Pen and paper. Yoga class or spin class? Yoga class. (laughs) Trainers or heels? Trainers. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Face wash or cream cleanser? I use oil. Okay, Mm, that's fine. I'll let you have oil for that one. (laughs) A facial or a massage? Mm, Both. I know. (laughs) Yeah, give them all all to us. (laughs) Snowy winter's day or hot summer's day? Hot summer's day. Morning person or night owl? Night owl. What's your favourite colour? Purple. Your favourite song? Mm, I Will Survive. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. What's your favourite memory? Mm, gosh, that's hard, isn't it? What's is your hard favourite one. memory? I think, honestly, when I the, the one first that comes to mind is just on the beach, near our summer house, with my family. I lost my, my dad earlier this year. So this memory is strong in my mind. Uh, All of us together, just enjoying the nature and each other's company. That's amazing. Your favourite drink? Water. Favourite crystal? Rose quartz. And finally, your number one tip for inner peace? Give yourself the peace by um, knowing that you can fill your own voids when you tune in through meditation or mindfulness amazing thank you so much camilla you've been thank you for such a me. lovely guest and you've just so given us so much so much <laughs> thank you thank you so much and thank you for all that you share as well i love following you online oh thank you camilla so i hope you've enjoyed this episode if you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher just head to our website faceyogaexpert.com for more information If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.